0: Hey everyone! Welcome to Self Love Lounge. I'm your host, Arena Antoine, and we're talking about all things, everything. In the light of you and I unlocking our history and embracing our chemistry together, this is the place for all empowered women, all levels, to empower others. Looking forward and getting into another episode with you guys. All right, what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Welcome back to Self Love Lounge. I'm here with Roya. I think when I found you, I was so excited because you are a competitive dancer. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Roya. I'm 21 and I am a professional
1: dancer. Um, I'm training in a pre-professional program right now, but I teach professionally. And yeah. When did you start dancing? Started at probably... I don't know. I was dancing my whole life. Probably around four is when my mom enrolled me into Bollywood dancing. Ooh. So yeah, I started at a really young age, but not competitively. So I just did Bollywood dancing
0: in the studio and I just learned it and performed. Yeah. 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 And what was growing up like for you as a dancer? Like, How did you find like that passion where you're like, I really want to dance? Uh, I think um, my mom really wanted me to dance. So mm-hmm. She, she saw me
1: dancing around in the living room as like a little baby. And Aww. she just enrolled me in dance. She really wanted me to dance. And then I think my relationship with dance really changed when I got into high school. And I saw different forms of dance, more like westernized styles. And like mm-hmm. there was like hip hop and there was jazz and contemporary and all these things that I hadn't done because I wasn't in a competitive studio. So then I realized, you know, I really want to dance, like I really want to learn every kind of dance. So then that's when my relationship really changed. And I decided to pursue dance after high school professionally. And I auditioned for a university, a dance major, and then I went and found some dance jobs and
0: yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Because when I watch your videos, it's like so empowering. I'm like, oh my God, like I want to dance when I see you dance. You can dance. <laughs> you can totally do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what studio are you currently teaching at right now? I teach at Dance Downtown.
1: So it's like a, it's an open level, but we are okay. beginner based pretty much. Yeah. And they're really fun. Like they're yeah. just for fun, honestly. Yeah. And the community is so nice. We're closed down right now because of the COVID, COVID. outbreak. Yeah. yeah but when we come back you should definitely come
0: yes I want to I really would love to so what were some of the struggles you had experienced as a dancer and how did you overcome
1: that I think you know I mentioned this to you before Mm -hmm. but when I went to high school I think that was like the biggest reality check for me and it kind of like made or break Uh, it could have made or broke me pretty much like I went in and I really wanted to join the jazz team and I had this girl sitting in front of me at an assembly. And I was whispering to my friend saying, I I really want to join the team. Mm -hmm. And she turns around to me and she says, you shouldn't join the team because you've never been in a competitive studio. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, so like, you don't do ballet or you don't do jazz or anything? And I was Mm -hmm. like, no. And she was like, then you can't join. And I took that to heart. I was like, okay, well, I guess she's right. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I guess I can't join. But I like secretly went and I taught myself. So I went to like, I went home and I went and YouTubed like different types of dancers, and I would just copy them and learn. And I would go and watch the practices. And and I would just like stand in the corner and teach myself. And I made a couple of friends and they would teach me a little bit too and dance Mm -hmm. with me. And then one day the dance teacher saw me and she asked me my name. And she said, Oh, like, who are you? Like, why, why aren't you in the dance class? And I was like, Oh, well, so and so told me that, you know, I had to be already good to join dance. Like I had to already be good to join dance. Like that's the mindset that most of us have to go to take a dance class. We have to already be good. So we're not embarrassed Mm -hmm. or we're not ashamed. So that's like the mindset I had. I was afraid of being judged. I listened to this girl and then the dance teacher went and she changed my schedule From band, she enrolled me into dance class, Mm -hmm. uh, into the intermediate class. And then from there on, I started to gain my confidence. And, you know, she gave me a solo and it made me think, okay, maybe maybe I'm actually good. And so then I auditioned for the jazz team Mm -hmm. and then auditioned for the hip hop team. And then I ended up coaching the jazz team and that helped me build my confidence. And then after after I built all this confidence feeling like, okay, I can do this, even though I didn't have a traditional upbringing, I can do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to go audition for a ballet and contemporary program, because right. that's what I want to do. I want to learn dance. So yeah, I took beginner ba- ballet classes at the age of 17, when all these people in my class were like old ladies. And I was right. like,
0: you go like we're all in <laughs> this together honestly yeah, yeah. yeah I really relate with that because I remember the first time I was ever on stage I was just like so like this was so new to me and also the dance community that I was in there was a lot of white dominant mm-hmm. culture so I was yeah. probably the only brown person so I already felt like I had to prove myself right. to these and it was really like toxic like to a point where I was like going on stage and I was like I can't fuck up because yeah I'm the only brown person like dancing right now and I remember this girl who went to my school she was like to somebody else she was like oh like arena isn't even that good like it was also like my first time dancing on stage I didn't know like I was still learning but this was so exciting to me because I was like I Mm love dancing So I think that stuck with me to a point that I needed to prove to her that I could dance because that spread around school. And it was like this thing that was just arena isn't a dancer. So there was like this moment of like, I just want to prove them wrong. But then three years later, after high school, I started dancing again. And it was like, it wasn't for anybody else. And I feel like I was a way better dancer because I was doing it for me. And it was like this like stress reliever. And it was just like, I never been like this happy until I went back to dancing. Because I guess mm-hmm. you were expressing yourself. And I think that's so powerful. Do you ever no, feel 100%, like that? Yes. No, 100%. Like I
1: always I say w- dance for you and dance for nobody else. Their opinion is irrelevant. Like right. you are dancing for you. It's your personal creation. It's for your body and for your passion, your love. And yeah, it's not for anybody else. Yeah. But you know, people are going to judge you no matter where you go. That's just yeah. how life is. Yeah. So it's whether you want to actually take into account those judgments or if you want to just ignore them and live mm-hmm. your life. Like Exactly. Yeah
0: because I think like especially in the industry like it's really difficult to be this like you want to stand out basically what you want need to do is like to stand out like everybody is different already and everybody will project different dancing styles or acting skills because everybody's different but I feel like everybody tries to be the same and I think that's the problem of that mindset because the same is the standing
1: out. Everyone has that standard goal of standing out mm-hmm. where it kind of makes them all merge together as these people who are super clicky, competitive yes. and toxic. And I know people who of course are competitive, but are super sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can be both. Oh yeah. But when everybody is, you know, trying to strive for this one goal, because that's what the industry tells you, you have to do that or you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's different paths and different routes to anything. I think you can become a creator without having to conform to the rules that society and the industry yeah. has made. Yeah, and especially yeah. now it's starting to change um, a lot because you know, I am the only brown dancer in my yes. university right. right now. Yeah. There is no other brown dancer in my university. Four years right. of students and it's just me. And I remember coming in on my first um, day, it was me, one brown dancer, two black dancers nice. and a couple and of nice. Asian dancers and the rest were all white. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, yeah. I think every single person is super sweet in my dance program. I'm friends with them and I think they're all great people. Um, they're not judgmental at all, you know? Right. But it says something more about the university yeah. having less diversity in their dance yeah. program. Like, why, yeah. why is it that so many less colored people audition for this program? Right. Yeah. Why, why is that? Like, why is there less representation? And in our faculty, you know, there's only one black staff member. So it's just like representing people from different paths, different ways of life, whether that's different races, different upbringings in dance, you know, different levels of dance. Yeah, I get it. Like we're a professional program. So you have to, you know, have a certain like level of dance already. But I mean, in all places, like if you're taking a drop in class, Mm -hmm. accept people rather than judging them.
0: Yeah, because I... The best example that I have for that is like this one time I was going for an audition for a commercial and it was this super cute like scene where it was like going to prom with like your boyfriend or whatever and it was a lot of fun. And there was only one black dad and there was like maybe like 10 other white dads and you know that if your pretend black dad didn't fit that role. All the other brown kids or black kids that were, you know, auditioning for this weren't going to get it. So it was like the chances that you were going to get in is like so low. And it's so sad because even if you're the best actor in the room, you won't be selected because you only have that one specific dad role that's going to work for you. Like it's a lot harder for... Colored women or colored people to get rolled. It
1: is. I've been rejected so many times. You know that comes.
0: People tell you like
1: that comes with the industry, and I know Absolutely. that. Oh my gosh, I've been rejected so many times because I didn't have the right look. What? Yeah. It, just tell me I'm not good enough. Like I'd rather you tell me you don't have the level of dance that we mm-hmm. like. Then I train more because you know what, dance can be learned with practice. Exactly. Yeah. But if you tell me I don't have the right look.
0: Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do about that? Like, Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that, you know? Exactly. That's like the worst because that's literally discrimination. You're discriminating somebody based off their looks and not their talent. Yeah. Or like something that can be learned, like you said. So exactly. I think that's always like, that gets to me sometimes because I'm like, there's so many awesome, like talented dancers, actors that don't get the recognition they literally deserve just because they have like black hair. Yeah.
1: Okay. So the industry is different. I'm like half in it, half not in it because- mm-hmm. I'm in school right now. So I'm not like 100% devoting my time to like getting commercial gigs and stuff. Right, Uh, I have a lot of friends who are devoted Mm -hmm. to that. And it's a lot of just like auditioning and getting rejected and auditioning and maybe getting accepted. But Mm -hmm. it really helps to have um, representation. And it's also hard to get representation. It's hard to get booked by a talent agent. If you look like someone else that they already have, if they already represent, they're not going to book you. Which is yeah. unfair because it's like, even if you have similar traits, you can have different talents or, you know, yeah. your character can just be different. Your voice could be different. Yeah, like, absolutely. There's so many things that are unique about you just because you have a few similar features means nothing to me. But yeah, and it's really difficult because in the industry, obviously, people who are in it, they're going to form bonds. They're going to form click. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are really nice. I've went to some commercial auditions or to like TV show auditions and the people there were really nice. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah there's always going to be nice people and there's always yeah. going to be people who judge you like there's just it's just that balance.
0: I, I think when when you say like people are really nice, I totally relate with that because I used to go to audition and nobody would talk and it's like this quiet thing. And it's like the worst. There's no need yeah. for competition. Like if you get the role, like I'm rooting for you. Like that's awesome. But I feel exactly. like I'm the type of person that gets into an audition room and I will say hi to the person that I'm competing with because I think like she is probably feeling the same exact way that I am. And I don't feel like we we should be competing against each other. You know, we should. Don't. No. Be- each other and sharing yeah. like our tips and tricks on how did you get that role yeah you
1: should you should talk to them I'm, I'm always one of the people who like starts talking to people too it's so awkward when you're <laughs> just is. sitting there yeah. and you're all just like not talking or like in the dance studio when you're all just stretching and you're all just by yourself <laughs> looking around the room <laughs> yeah. I don't know I, yeah. I like to talk to people it like gets my nerves going down Yeah, but that's the thing like some people are like some people literally just won't talk to you mm-hmm. or like they'll yeah. have their groups and yeah. it's just like
0: why are and you they Know each other from like I don't even know. They're like, hey, yeah. hey like, do you go to the studio? And I'm like, what the? Heck? Yeah, they all know each other. They yeah. have their like little like I call them
1: clout clicks, right? Like, where it's like you know you have the connections, you know each other, you know that you're like up there in the industry, mm-hmm. like you've booked, yes. you've done these things, yeah. so you have this kind of ego. Mm-hmm. And it's like anyone who isn't up to your standard isn't welcome into that yeah. group. Exactly. And I know lots of dancers feel like that because there are those groups. They're very prominent in the industry. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> that toxicity. Like you don't need that. Like, yeah, exactly. We should. Our generation of creators and artists, like we mm. should be welcoming people in rather than pushing them away. Exactly. Their differences. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, how do you think we can improve this? Like culture of mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. unworthy or like the clicks because i feel like the clicks is like in every industry and it's also just everywhere <laughs> in life it's <laughs> just like in life. life you know and it's yeah. like i get it like you want to have a sense of community and you want to feel like you have people that you can depend on but at the same and time you're, you're pushing someone else out, that's kind of like to me. That's like there's something wrong there because mm-hmm. you want a community, but yet you're gonna kind of push somebody else out who also wants a community. So to me, I don't know. It just feels like the worst. I think it's just as simple as saying practice what you preach.
1: Like a lot of these studios or a lot of dancers will preach saying you're a family or we're welcoming mm-hmm. or we love you. Come dance here. Like we yeah. will accept you. Really but it's like good. when you go into that space or you enter somewhere you you immediately like want to curl up because you don't know anybody and no one has come up to you to be like hey nice to meet you like welcome Mm -hmm. like and there are places like there's places you can go where you walk in and the energy is just different yeah but there's a lot of places where you walk in and it's usually the places where you know better dancer more advanced dancers are mm-hmm. at where those clicks can form because they all know each other through the industry yeah. and, you walk in and you're kind of just like okay
0: I think also like um dance studios like I remember yeah. I had this dance studio it was in Langley it was the best like it was a community yeah. I felt welcome it was so great and then I moved and I went to this dance studio which was in White Rock and I remember just feeling so like out of place they already formed their friendships and I was already like oh man like i really really miss my old studio because I knew everybody. I knew the teachers. They knew me. Like it was a community and everybody was kind of like friends with everybody. When I went into there and I was, I guess I was 17. So I was a little bit later. I missed it. Like I missed that part of like bonding with these people.
1: And you know, there's like two sides to that because it's like, I'm saying all these things about walking into a studio and feeling like I'm outside of the clique, but the people who are in in the inner circle or in the community really who have formed those bonds they feel like it's a family they feel like if i'm saying this like oh this isn't a welcoming place they're probably like what are you talking about it's great because they just have one view Mm -hmm. and and i have one view you know we don't share that view, so it's kind of like widening your perspective to try and see okay maybe how would that person feel you know Mm -hmm. i'm here talking to all the teachers talking to all the students feeling Like, this is the best place in the world Mm -hmm. while that girl's sitting over there not talking to anybody.
0: Yeah. Maybe she's just bitter
1: no you know like you gotta you gotta try and see each
0: other's perspective exactly yeah and just like also just be nice to people you know if you see somebody not talking just be like hey like my name's arena like how long have you been dancing you know like it just takes one person that just pulls her in it just takes one person and if a studio
1: or if a community is preaching that they're welcoming then it should Mm -hmm. be all those people welcoming everyone in and bringing them in you know the more the Mm -hmm. merrier. I know when I'm just sitting in waiting rooms by myself, I'll literally try and talk to anyone I can talk Mm -hmm. to just to make a friend. Because I don't like that feeling of taking a class and feeling like I don't belong or feeling Mm -hmm. like I'm not acknowledged. It kind of sucks when you're not the teacher's favorite. Or I have gone to classes where like, I know I killed it, but Mm -hmm. I'm not the teacher's favorite. And these are the realities of dance that people don't like to talk about. They don't like to talk about favorites, even Mm -hmm. though they know they exist. They don't like to talk about clicks, even though They know it exists, but they'll talk about it in private to their own little groups, but it's never spoken about like Outwards, And I just think if we want to change something, we got to address it. First of all, yes, there are absolutely. clicks in dance and in the industry, in any type of artistic industry, there are clicks. There mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. judgment. Whether you're being judged for your performance or being judged by your peers, there is. There is false preachings. Like people will say, Okay, we are super welcoming, but then when you enter the space, you don't feel welcomed. Yeah. That feeling is the worst. And yeah. we and you know, we know it exists because we felt it. So mm-hmm. we're not just saying it. And I know that there's people who are in those spaces who feel welcome, but mm-hmm. that's just because they have a different treatment than what we have and yeah. we just need to both recognize that so to change that by recognizing and acknowledging that this is what's happening mm-hmm. we have to be we have to be better people yeah. we have to practice what we preach we have to be more welcoming just talking to anybody like yeah. Just yeah. Talking to someone. yeah like you
0: people. walk into a room to say hi to everybody you know don't just yeah. go to your friends I just think like it's so easy yet it's so hard for people to do that because I think it's all about like having that community and having that little niche of like security that you have and yeah security is great but have you ever stepped into the unknown and figured out like your whole life purpose like it's yeah. amazing you know so I think that's what I believe yeah, and you
1: know yeah. advice is free like you if you're a more talented or more advanced dancer like you've really been working in the industry advice mm-hmm. is free you can give advice yes. to dancers who are scared and unsure if they ask you you know don't turn a cheek and just yeah. be like okay whatever like no yeah. like just talk to them you know yeah. you and just it's as a whole need to be nicer they're not gonna you know even if they did get ahead of you mm-hmm. you're preaching to be a community and community yeah. hold each other up they want right. each other to each other to succeed. Like one person's success is everyone's victory in a community. And so you shouldn't feel like, okay, well, I don't know this person well enough, like, I don't want to tell them how to, you know, we, we should really just be kinder. Like yes. It's as simple as just being kinder and more accepting and more inclusive, like truly being more inclusive
0: rather exactly. than just saying we are. Exactly. Yeah. It's more of like the action than it is the words. And I think people will be like, well, words are really impactful and they are. But if you put the action towards what you're preaching, that's when I will believe you and people won't feel the way that we felt yeah. like growing it's up. I've seen so situation. many things where it's just like, we are this, we
1: are this, mm-hmm. we are this, but like, please show me the proof that exactly. you are that. Like, Yeah, it's so sad because the industry or like after high school, Mm -hmm. so many people are turned off of dance because it's just scary. Like it's just scary because you're not you're not in those competitive teams or like you haven't danced at a certain studio Mm -hmm. where all the adults dance or like, you know, you see the videos and they're intimidating. Yeah. And there are beginner studios. But then, you know, not a lot of people your age are doing it or like, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. age.
0: Yeah, that was a big thing for me. Because I remember right after I quit, because I was going through so much, I wanted to get back into it and find the the right studio. But I remember like the age was such a big thing. It was like either I was dancing with like 12 year olds, or I was dancing with like moms or like, or your level, right? Right? Like it's
1: like beginners. Oh, if you're like 18 to twenty. five or whatever yeah, you yeah. should be a competitive dancer we're gonna give exactly. you hard classes. yeah
0: yeah exactly like, so for for me I almost felt like oh my god like I missed it I don't want to like I was also 17 like I didn't want to dance with like moms and I didn't want to yeah. dance with 12 year olds so I was like where am I supposed to dance then like is it over for me like That's, yeah that moment where I was like oh my god I don't know what I want to do
1: yeah and like I, I mean there are classes now like for right. like our our age group. Yeah. But I mean, it's still like the demographic is way less our age and more older women. And that's okay. That's cool. I don't mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right,
0: yeah, it was but, always like wow. Like there's moms that are like so good. They're doing like their PK turns, and I was exactly. like, exactly. Wow. <laughs> but it's like it's not that that you're worried
1: about. It's not mm-hmm. being in that environment. It's the fact yeah. that everyone else your age is like, what are you doing? Yes, like, exactly. Why, what is that judgment <laughs> for? Yeah. I'm just enjoying yeah. my life. Um, yeah. So my question is, what is your favorite type of dance? Oh, I like all forms of movement. Really, like I'm very curious about anything I can learn. Um, I grew up doing Bollywood, so for a long time, you know, that was like my go-to but Mm -hmm. I think now I I love to choreograph like street jazz like sexy street type routine I love those are always beautiful (laughs) they're just so fun Mm -hmm. and I love contemporary because it's just weird and innovative and like you can just do anything and contemporary for me is like non-judgmental in itself because Mm -hmm. it's so weird Mm -hmm. so it's like really like What what is there to judge? All the creators are just making super strange stuff that's true to them. And it's just like a very
0: open space. Yeah, I... yeah, I really like content- modern contemporary. That's like my favorite. I also think it's yeah. because, you know, you get to be like weird and not feel like people are like constantly like, what is she doing? And it's like, it's yeah. kind of like a dance routine, you know? <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> like- people, do- people like really don't judge you because people are more interested mm-hmm. than judging what's going life. on. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I like to be able to create without feeling like I have all these barriers of like what I should be looking like. Mm-hmm. Like when I, I don't know. I take a class, a certain genre, and I have a picture in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I should be looking like this. Like, this is what, right. this is the standard for me. You know, mm-hmm. like, if I took a hip hop class, like, I would envision a really good hip hop dancer and be like, that is what I should look like. Right. But when I do contemporary, I'm like, uh, I could literally I could be a snail, like just mm-hmm. a snail on yeah. the floor and
0: people would think it's cool. Like there is no borders. If um for the last question that I'm gonna ask you, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh my
1: gosh. I um, have so much advice that I would give myself. There's always gonna be someone better than you. So mm-hmm. don't let it discourage you. Let it empower you so that you can grow and become that person that you thought was better than you and inspire someone else. Mm-hmm. I would say that you know passion Talent and determination are going to take you further than any technique training, but maybe, you know, take a ballet class before you audition, maybe maybe take a ballet class. (laughs) Don't be don't be afraid. You know, I know I was very afraid of stepping out because I was afraid of being judged. And I would tell myself to not worry about that to go do whatever my heart told me because People are going to judge me no matter Mm -hmm. what. Exactly. That doesn't matter. Those judgments don't matter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Preach. (laughs) Literally preach. That was the best. Um, So for any listeners listening in, where can we find you on social media? And do you have any current projects you're working on? Yes.
1: Um, Okay. So my social media, my Instagram is just Roya underscore Pishvai. But I'm sure you can find it on the self-love lounge Instagram. And right now. We're at home. So it's kind of yeah. hard, but I am working on making a video, like an iPhone shot video Ooh. with my friend who's living in Ontario. And we're okay. gonna, we're gonna make a little dance video together. And then what else? I run the events at my school. So I'm gonna oh, probably cool. try and plan some dance events and yeah, host some videos on our SFU dance page. So if you want to follow that, you can
0: That's really cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think I really learned something from you. And one thing that stuck stuck with me is when you said that you went to like a dance class when you were 17 and it was like this beginner class. And literally, I just remember like myself walking into a beginner class and just going back to zero. Yeah. And don't be ashamed of that.
1: I don't, I think beginner, taking beginner classes and basic classes are fine Mm -hmm. and we got to stop, you know, judging each other's journeys. And I think you should come take dance classes.
0: I will. I will. Yes. Once like quarantine and like Corona yes. thing dies out, i really going to come. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I will. I for sure will. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories. And now to all the listeners, I'm just curious, what's your story?